All right, so if I get people to mute themselves, that would be great. Hi, everybody. Uh, reflections on the 12 steps with Paul Hederman. Um, just a friendly reminder, this is not an AA meeting. This is just one member's view on the exact nature of the wrong. It's described on page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solutions came, contained within. And, um, you know, Paul, I don't, I don't have a reading this morning, but I can find one, one real quick if you want one. Yeah, if you want to just whip out on something, that would be great. Um, there's one thing that I've been thinking about that I don't hear you talk too much about, but uh, it's something that came up for me lately. And that is, um, you know, the, the, there's, they say there's a spiritual axiom that whenever you're disturbed, whenever something's disturbing you, it's because there's something wrong with you. Um, and uh, I find it, I find that really hard to swallow, but if you could talk about that for a minute, um, that would be my question for today. And you're muted, you're muted, buddy. Paul, you, you're muted, Paul. Hold on, you're muted. Well, welcome everyone. But first of all, I know you didn't mean it this way, but the language would be, you feel disturbed and uh, you did or you are something wrong. That's that's not true. Yeah, there's disturbance. It doesn't imply the good and bad of you, only through the head, yeah? This is what we outgrow. We outgrow uh, accepting our stunted growth through the language, yeah? So it's like you walk into a net and you get captured or onto a spider web with the language you have a feeling and the language is pledging allegiance to a contrary of uh, idea, yeah? So something's wrong with me because I'm disturbed. No, there's disturbing people at times, yeah? And the appropriate reaction is disturbed, being disturbed, <laughs> yeah? But uh, yeah, the idea is of seeing your role in things, yes? in all things, but if you take it a little farther and you bring it to, let's say, The Course in Miracles, if you haven't heard about that, uh, don't worry. You can look it up if you like. Uh, that would be really you and I giving everything all the meaning it has, yeah? So basically something's happening and we're giving it the meaning that it can disturb us. That's basically what they're saying in a way, yeah? So in a weird way, they make a leap from the action figure dimension into like you're the dreaming of this whole event. So you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. So I'm giving something the meaning to disturb me. Yeah. So this is what we can outgrow. Uh, if you keep thinking there's disturbing events, uh, you can try to manage and control your life so that there won't be any disturbing events, but you'll be disturbed about all that managing and control. Yeah. So you can't, you know, it's uh, an event is an event. It it's ability to disturb has a lot to do with how we see it. Yeah. And this is what AA is doing. It's trying to change a new attitude and a new outlook, which obviously would be, basics uh, or foundational aspects of seeing how you see things, yeah? So a new attitude and an outlook, a new freedom and a new happiness. So basically, as a lot of times they say, 
alcoholism is a disease of perception. So you're perceiving something, yeah? I'm not saying it's there or not, but you're giving a lot of meaning to it, yeah? So you can give something the meaning that it can ruin your whole day. And then the next day, you won't give that same thing the same meaning, yeah? Not based on the thing's condition, but on your condition. Yeah, yeah. Don't you see that, really? If we're at the if we're at the at the mercy of outside conditions, there's going to be a desire to manage and control outside conditions. Yeah, but if you have, let's say, what they I think imply in AA, a spiritual condition, that spiritual condition can outshine the circumstantial, the emotional, and mental conditions. Will it? I don't know, but it can. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's what, it, for me, it gets back to. Yeah, it's not like the seeing you're wrong in everything. I I would I take that to be a self-centered point of view. Yeah. So if I'm disturbed, something's wrong with me. I'm not into that. But I see how we give meaning to things that then give that meaning to us. Yeah. So we give an event the power to ruin our day, and then. It looks like the event ruined our day, but didn't we have a lot to do with it? Yes. As it says in the book, didn't we start the ball rolling? So, I mean, ultimately, this even on, on a dog shit level, you can see the subjective experience of this. Yeah. That no thing is the same thing to us. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. It's it's given different meanings, isn't it? The same thing is given different meanings. And what, what overrides the thing in the experience is our meaning of it, yeah? I mean, that, that's important to recognize. If you're walking around as an example of that power, it would be good to know and I think if we realize how powerful in a sense we are, it would bring us to a, a, a humble state and see the value of turning one's will and life and power over to care of something that has, let's say, a wider scope, you know, or a panoramic view <laughs> instead of a myopic one. Yeah, it just makes total sense. Uh reinforcing the premise of the you know the turning one's will and life over to the care of a higher power yeah i mean if you see yourself room beautiful things you know like uh a first date or a trip to hawaii or you know what i mean you get into a tantrum you ruin the whole weekend this kind of stuff that's a lot of power being thrown around yeah after you've been at the effect of all of those storms or all those tornadoes and hurricanes coming from us, wouldn't you at least see there's some power there that would be better served if it was directed by something wiser than our head, yeah? And I feel you can come to that conclusion through a lot of examples if you have the, the glasses to see, yeah, that you're not managerial quality. Really, you're outmatched, aren't you? What 
we are not actually outmatched. We we get to the condition of being outmatched by being led by something that's not reliable. Yeah. So in the reliance on self, it produces a lot of effects because it's not reliable. So self-reliance has failed us. That means it's not reliable. Yes. And it's, I mean, it can do it in multitude, you know, tons of ways, but you've got to see the basic pattern is something has failed you. Yeah. The different the 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 trick with this is what fails us is talking to us as us. Yeah. We're living as if we're that which has failed us. So when there's a failing, we think we are wrong. You see it? You see the misdirected uh, ownership? What is that? What do they say about a hammer? It sees everything as a nail. So that mental state is agitated, yes? It's going through a lot of desires and aversions, hate and love, want more of this, want less of that. It's constantly agitated. Yeah, it's not a, 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 a bed where peace can rest. Yeah, so one of the great developments in the process of recovery is we start being able to enjoy peace of mind. Yeah, doesn't it say, is it right in the book? You will enjoy peace of mind. So peace of mind has been available, but what we've been relying on, its nature can enjoy peace of mind. It gets, it gets anxious about maybe there won't be any peace later, yeah? It doesn't respond appropriately, truly, yeah? It makes mountains out of molehills and does a lot of freaking shape-shifting about things. I mean, uh, you know, if you had a gun in your hand that shot like 800 rounds in a second, and you you recognize your own condition, you'd probably hand that gun over to someone wiser or knows how to use it, right? Before you shoot yourself up and everything you love. Yeah, so look at what alcoholics do. Yeah. They're not even at Thanksgiving, but they dominate the whole Thanksgiving because everyone, all they do is talk about the alcoholic. The alcoholic is a giant, you know, black hole. It sucks energy. <laughs> Whatever poor comet or planet comes near it, it's going to get sucked in. That's why all these uh, sister programs were produced. Al-Anon, codependency. This is when you get clo too close to the event horizon, you get sucked in. Yeah, we're like a maelstrom going off that's power it's best to be surrendered to something that can wield it better yeah it's nothing wrong with us we don't have a an enlightened view we're struggling under a self-centered view yes all of us are doing the best we can we're struggling under it things there's an easier softer way yeah Recognizing the failure of what has been relied upon and ask for the grace 
and the and and the willingness to be removed from that reliance and then move towards reliance on the infinite and that will be an intimate an intimate you know based on your own feeling and sense yeah there's no rote answer of how it looks like when you're relying on the infinite that's the beauty of it yes but rest assured you'll have the ability to enjoy peace of mind yeah you'll be available and present therefore of, of service yeah? and now your eyes won't be so clouded so you'll see the fruit of recovery and then you'll recognize the tree from it and you'll recognize the diagnosis they spoke about why are you in so much fear today isn't it because self-reliance has failed you will not just be a mental exercise it will be an intimate observation you have yes yeah it'll be as clear as day and what do you do i don't know start with nothing first just admit you're outmatched yeah this is not a call to remanage your life. It's a call to admit you're not managerial quality. They're completely different. Yeah. And that to me is the theme of recovery. It doesn't change. You don't get the reins of your life again. Thank God. Yeah. Something else is directing us. Fantastic. It's doing a damn good job. Look at what all of us, if all of these people in these squares today, were actively let loose in their in their society in their community they'd be fucking something up some on a grand scale there'd be some fucking ill-advised burglary attempts you'd be caught before you even got into the bank door all this shit would happen yeah we'd come up with some incredibly great ideas that jackpot us like that but here we all are having the luxury to listen about something, hopefully about what we're not, self. So that maybe you finally recognize it as not you and stop calling its manifestations yours. And there you go, you're on your way. That's, clear, that's a clear view to me, yeah? I do not think it's a clear view when it says in the book, resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life and we still hold it as ours. I do not see that as clear. I don't. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes. If I find myself disturbed, I did something wrong. I'm not into that second part. Yeah. There may be disturbance, but <laughs> this idea of being wrong and then trying to pursue, trying to become right is the bondage of self to me. It's another aspect of bondage of self. You were the thief and you were really bad. Now you're like the policeman. Yeah. I think truly I've lived under both regimes. The policeman sucked more. Really. Really. <laughs> the thief, at least I had some fun and shit like that, even though I had to pay a lot of consequences. I don't like that fucking, that, that, Billy stick or whatever, the police up my ass, some rigid fundamentalist, you know, going over every intention I ever had all day. Give me a break. You're not that important. You're not an earth shaker or an earth mover. Yes. 
<laughs> We're just drenched in self. We are. We drench. We swim in it. We try to get out of it as it. We try to get into something else as it. We never see the exact nature of the wrong because we're looking right from the wrong. <laughs> we're trying to get a parasite to become a service animal. It's just, it doesn't work. It's not your amigo. It's not going to become your little companion. It has an agenda based on its nature. For it to win, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever made a deal with it? I'm sure you have. Has it worked out? Not well. <laughs> you give it an inch, it takes a mile the next day. <laughs> it's just you it's sort of like they did in world before World War II when they tried to appease Hitler and then he just took everything. Poland, Denmark, yeah. Oh, take Poland. And I know you'll stop. And then it, he took the whole fucking Europe. <laughs> <laughs> this is like dealing with this thing. Oh, yeah. First of all, you're living based on its scales. It's telling if you are if you've done enough today or not. It's playing God constantly, isn't it? It even plays God with God completely. People have they believe they've got to be in a quiet room with a, a certain scent, you know, this like maybe a Sai Baba incense, they got to have the right lighting. Who's playing God, you know, about the, the appointment of being with God? You, the head is. God isn't telling you it's got to be perfectly, you know, a soundproof space. It's, we make it all up. And thank God we're not that we that makes it all up. So you don't, you can stop being beholden to it. Yes. It's just like my, if someone, if you're with somebody and they have kids and their kid does something that wasn't cool, they cover up for it. It's just a natural response, yeah? The mother and father, they try to, oh, yeah, yeah. No, your kid is a juvenile, let's say. Oh, no, no, yes. You don't want to see it because you have a, your identity is, is linked to the kid, Yeah. So someone else comes in and says, no, your kid needs to whatever, whatever. Much clearer, clearer because they don't have a vested interest because it's not my kid. Yeah. You know how much self is in your life? How much of my life is self's life? How much? A lot. Yeah. It's, it's running the show, judging it, critiquing it weighing if it has value enough to have like you know you can watch an hour and a half movie you can't watch an epic no fucking way you didn't do enough today yeah you didn't work hard enough you should you shouldn't be off your feet now you should be you know what i mean it's like you're getting whipped into into condition i see it as slavery i'm just over with all that shit i mean seriously after 35 years of sobriety, there's the possibility there'll be few resentments on the horizon. And what you'll be dealing with is false evidence wanting to trigger a certain anxiety. You're not going to have that much fear unless I go in the water and I meet a shark. Yeah. Then the fear is there. But I'm, I'm not going to be fucking 
completely paralyzed by thoughts about next week. I'm just not. Yeah. Even though the head may have thoughts about next week, the power has been taken from that and put somewhere else. Yeah. And that power now enriches my Thursday morning. It does. I come here and I can enjoy this lovely little community, see people I like and meet other people. I mean, shit, could you imagine if you had tons of shit to prove? You couldn't take this time out. You have to be trying to get some credit from the God player. Yeah. Just give me a break. It's slavery. Jesus Christ. Who told you that you had to do so fucking much? <laughs> just, Jesus. So, yeah, that's how I see it, Michael. Really, the revealing was how you felt if you're disturbed, there's something wrong with you. That's, I would cut that. Those are two different pies, yeah? Yeah. Being disturbed doesn't mean what your head says it means. It doesn't, really. Yeah? It means disturbed, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> how does it get to wrong? from disturbed, <laughs> I don't know. It's amazing, eh? <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. It's a lifelong depression setting in. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like throwing Hail Marys all the time. It's just, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh, it's amazing, really. How can you live under that? It's like your whole life journey, you've had uninvited guests. <laughs> Just fucking, you know, laying on you. And everywhere you go, you got to buy two tickets, three tickets for the fucking mental amigos to come with you. <laughs> it's a, Jesus Christ. If they're in New Jersey, they hate New Jersey. If they're in California, they hate California. Yeah. I never hate New Jersey when I'm not in New Jersey. I don't. My hating of New Jersey is based on being in New Jersey. It's just that simple. Yeah. Like a guy, we talked about it the other day. I was giving a talk and a guy says, are you afraid of sharks? And the meeting was on land. So I said, no. Of course I'm not, <laughs> because I have knowledge of sharks that they haven't learned how to take a bus in San Jose and arrive at this address. So I'm not afraid of sharks. I may be in the, in the water, but I'm not in the water now. Yeah. So this is his head and the hypot, you know, what could be. You got to watch when the world starts, the mental world, the self-centered world. It's usually starts after the word, but. So everyone is, oh, I feel incredibly beautiful, super connected, but. And then there's a pledging of allegiance to the imagined self-centered world. It happens all the time. Oh, I'm feeling really great. But what about next Tuesday? Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, that's an, in that's an interesting point. Yeah. 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 
I'm not so, a believer that, just to bounce on that, I'm not a believer that we are the problem. I'm not a believer that we manufacture our own misery. I do not believe we're doing almost any of it. <clears throat> we're used for transformation, transformation, but I do not believe we're the ignition. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I think something has taken over the console and is pushing the buttons and we get left holding the bag, tell you the truth. That's my deep, deep experience of it all, yeah? So we came up with a word parasite, you could call demonic possession, whatever you wanna call it, but to get a sense that it's other than you is very valuable to realize that you can be free from it because you're not gonna be free as it, obviously. Yeah, it hasn't worked and it's not gonna work, yeah? Self can't get out of self. So what's one to do? Really get it. Self can't get out of self. And then you'll see that all the outdoors aren't the escape. The escape is not in. Yeah. You're not what you think you are. I'm not, and it's not even you thinking you are. It's not what the thoughts are. Yeah thinking about. You're not that. Yeah. So what happens? You lose interest in the mental condition. They give a name of another condition called spirit condition, spiritual condition. The spiritual condition, it's sort of like a sun that hadn't uh, arisen. It was blocked in like a mental eclipse. And now the sun arises and, and, and brings clarity to a lot of shit that was quite confusing. Yeah. And now you realize that you're outmatched and you're not managerial quality. And it's great news to admit it. Yeah. Great news. And then the burden is lifted. Yeah. And maybe you can look at life as what you can contribute to it. Or maybe you can be available for another. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I'm stoked, man. 35 years, I'm still stoked with this possibility. Seriously. It keeps on keeping on, man. It's more gets revealed. I don't think it ever stops. Yeah. And it progresses. It does. Recovery progresses, just like we say the disease progresses. Recovery progresses also. As long as there's, there's the, uh, uh, the barest modicum of willingness which I hope is now based or baked in through habit, yeah? You're, you get, you're on the operating table, you're not playing doctor, you're not getting up and it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Peace knows no bounds, yes? Peace of mind isn't an acre. It doesn't have a limitation. There's like no bottom in peace, yeah? There's no stopping. It's just, yeah, so. We now have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. Let's have a lot of gratitude, eh, right now. What an incredible gift to get back. The ability to enjoy, to enjoy peace of mind.
It's not saying to make peace of mind. Peace of mind has always been available. We just didn't seem capable of enjoying it based on the slavery to self. Yeah. Hopefully those bonds are broken. And now one of the many abilities that you find, one of them is the ability to enjoy peace of mind. Yeah. Pretty sweet, eh? Yeah. All right, Mike, anyone? Yeah. I don't see any hands up right now, but if you'd like to ask Paul a question, or if you have a small comment, please use the raise hand feature and we'll squeeze you in. Noah, careful driving, buddy. Thanks, Noah, drug addict. Um, you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, thanks, man. Good to hear you, good to see you. I say that um, well, I've been experiencing a lot of the conniving uh, appropriation that selfing does uh, in terms of art. I'm a musician and a poet, and I got into it because it, it was it's this really deep thing that has nothing to do with me, right? And before I could even really articulate what that was about, the experience of becoming fascinated with a piece of art or a piece of music um, is one of totally disappearing, right? Like what it feels like to write a song from an honest place, uh, it doesn't feel like designing a nuclear bomb. It feels like taking dictation from something that has nothing to do with me, right? It's like this information's ap appearing, it's coming through, and I have a pen or I have a guitar or whatever, and I've done some practicing. I know what to do with the pen and I know what to do with the guitar. So I put down what I hear. Um, the problem is you get accolades for it, you know, and it becomes involved in your livelihood and it becomes involved in your identity. And all of a sudden you become a musician and you're carrying around this thing that has a rubric of success or failure of worth and not worth. And uh, it's bizarre that something so pure can co-evolve throughout your life with um, something so fraught with insecurity. And, and you know, all of that insecurity is like, every time there's that pang of like, is this good? Are people gonna like this? I suck or I'm the greatest. It just reifies this sense of I, you know, the whole way through. When all along, when you finally are able to, you know, in a really good performance, you're able to just disappear and let the thing flow through. And it's so beautiful when that happens, you know? And that, I think that was the first spiritual experience I really ever had was with music like that, right? The dropping away, the sense of union without a thought of union, you know? <laughs> um, I'm on my way to go fucking finish tracking on my album right now. And uh, it's, I'm just freaking out, you know? Like I, I go back and forth from wanting to completely hide and never show anything, anybody, anything I've ever done. And then I like, I keep pushing through with this sense that like, I, I feel some sort of responsibility because this is something that I do and I've always felt called to do it. And it's not about me, you know, it's about, there's this thing that wants to come out and I have to show up for it and get out of the way basically. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm just curious what, what that, what that speaks to for you. Um, well, yeah, I think you've already heard it. You just shared it. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, these are where you learn how to face life successfully by showing up, suiting up, and, and not being in the outcome business. Yeah. And this is what a lot of us as the action figure needs to learn because we, 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 uh, our ability to live and cope isn't that successful from what we've relied on. So this is how we learn. So yes. And the real reliability is that which is moving through you. And then the mental reaction, of course, it's going to put up a fight or a fit or anything like that. It's, it's, a, it's a threat to its existence, in a sense, because it only exists through you, the parasite, yes? That thing that's coming through you really shows, in a lovely way, you're irrelevant, so to speak, yeah? It's just coming through. It has nothing to do with you. And what you were describing is what happens here when I do come to do talks for the last 30 something years. I, I've never missed one of these meetings, but I've never attended it in one way. Yeah. So I'm in the habit of getting out of the way where I don't even entertain. I could be in the way, <laughs> tell you the truth. So that's what actually happens, bro. You'll realize the uh, the impotence of what's yapping to get in the way. Yeah. Yes, that's what happens. You realize it. It can be yelling and screaming, and yet you're still driving to the studio, and you're going to go in. And after a while, uh, it's impotence. It knows it's impotent, but you start knowing it's impotence, which is the key. Yeah. And then it's like the guy, you know, the Wizard of Oz. It's it's firing all the fireworks and shit like that. And you're really reacting out of a lot of fear. And then you see the guy. And then when the fireworks go off again, you're not having the same effect because you saw the emperor with no clothes. Well, hopefully the emperor with no clothes is impotent. We have given it all the meaning it has, and it's been giving that meaning back to us in a, in a, like a very slavery imposing way. Yeah. So yeah, just walk through it, bro. And you are. Yeah. Yeah. And when it works, which if it inevitably does, then just honor it. Honor it. Perhaps there's the better way because you've just had a demonstration of the better way. And that's how one of the ways you stay on the better way is honoring the better way when you're on it. Yeah. Yes. Just honor it. Pay attention to it and say, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when you see these patterns, really, really uh, see the primary working steps when sobriety gets established is six and seven. Yeah. Because a lot of what you're going to be revealed is about what you're not. It's going to be about alcoholism and you're not alcoholism. You're something that seems to be taken over by alcoholism. You are not alcoholism. So coming from that new premise, you bring what comes through to six and seven. I just have it as a simple example here. Yes. I used to paint houses. Yeah, and one of the hardest things I remember when I painted houses, I'd always put off calling the people with the estimate because I felt it was too high or I was trying to 
get over on them, yes? And I was a fraud, so to speak. So I'd always put it off, conveniently forget. And so now, right now, we have a trailer. And so people came over to this garage sale we have, a camper trailer. Not a driving one, just, and uh, they showed interest in the trailer. And they gave us, they gave Amelia their names and phone number. I don't want to call because what I have to ask for, I don't feel, yes, I don't feel right about it. Coming from the head, yes? Not in me, but the head. Because I've seen it, I've tracked it now since I was young. It has this, it, it's a pattern. So I bring it to six and seven. I just brought it this morning to six and seven. Yeah, because I conveniently avoided calling them up about the camper yesterday. And, um, and my head's trying to conveniently, uh, conveniently avoid calling them up today. And it draws this whole thing out. Finally, I do it. Or finally, you know, the paint job got done and everything. But it was just, uh, it was like one, having to see a failed uh, one-man play over and over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I'm tired in a sense. So this is what happens. I really... If you're into this working aspect of the recovery, I'd really start using that recycle bin called step six and seven and put the shit that's coming through or being noticed into that and see how it can be reconfigured and put to a different use. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in that as uh, if you're in the act of the real active aspect of recovery six and seven becomes the most dominant active uh, working steps, I feel, after time. You're not doing in, you know, big fourth steps every day, but you will probably find yourself doing steps in six and seven every day. Yeah, because, you know, it says more is going to be revealed, and a lot of what's revealed is about alcoholism, <laughs> and then you can turn it over to that higher power. Yeah, it's great. It's like uh, it's like you are an incredible natural resource that's been put in wrong hands. So now we're in the process of having us as a natural resource put into good hands. Yeah. And to honor the, the successes and the demonstrations of it working, I feel are very valuable because the head will forget a miracle in a half an hour. You know, it has a very strong bias to concentrate on, let's say, called the contractive or the negative side. Yeah. So as a participant in our own recovery, we need to honor the demonstrations of change, I feel. Yeah. All right, bro. Yeah. Put out some music and send some to Zen Bitch Slap. We'll put it up on our website that's what that's one of the things we do if you have anything you've written or you want it posted we'll post it on our website and other people and let other people be the judge of it instead of you yes yeah all right thanks noah i've always have a fondness for you because you're uh you're a real addict <laughs> of the hopeless variety it's important that we stay sober a day at a time. <laughs> All right, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Noah. Drive safe. Oh, the next <laughs> up, 
Hey, hey, come on in. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Yeah, I'm Ed, um, alcoholic from uh, London. Welcome, Ed. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Grey light over here of the evening. It's strange to see your morning sunlight streaming in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, a beautiful day in Northern Cal right now. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, I've been listening to your YouTube videos for for over a year now, and I um about 14 months sober. Um and yeah, inactive re recovery, so going through the steps and um um yeah, I've just I've just found your videos. So the the, the message that comes through is so fresh and clean and and so pointing to that you know the whole burden of that we believe that we're self <laughs> and then all of the stories that come out of that which seem so real to have that just constantly ringing through on this on these youtube videos and how to join live you know it's helped me so much and um um I don't really hear it that much in in the the physical meetings I go to I go to a meeting most days in London and it's always very touching in a way. It's always very good to be in that connective connecting space. Yes. Um, but it's it's really it's it's really refreshing to hear this um, so often and so clear, you know. Um, and just that six and seven, you know, my my sponsor often says it's it sounds like a cop out, doesn't it? But it it really works, you know. It's like basically every morning when I wake up, and since I can remember, I've had this this just tightness in my stomach i'm sure everyone can relate just this feeling of of me and this sort of muddy sort of heaviness and and always trying to work it out like oh what can i do well, i have to get free of this and all this kind of stuff and I, yeah i just sort of that's i think it's just stopping very 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 gradually that that whole identification is just there's just more and more space around it and it's like and how, how you always say it, that, you know, self can't get out of self. But then I see, okay, yeah, th that's not me, right? So be free from it. And it's like, well, who's talking to you right now? You know? <laughs> that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, more self when you think, that, oh, I can, I can now get out of myself, then it's like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's right. Let, let, let that be seen by awareness as well, you know? Um, but yeah, basically just to show a lot of gratitude, you know, um, and, um, and and patience, you know, because patience, because things keep coming up and it feels like, oh, I should be free of it. And then there'll be nothing else. And it's just I think that's just a lot of self, again, trying to work things out. Um, so I'm just, yeah, day by day. And I, I really appreciate these these meetings. They're really fantastic. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you. And you know, if you just walk to the shore, you'll see the tide is coming up. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to have a big story. You'll just see this, the wet, you know, you'll see the, the waves are moving up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without you doing much. Really, to me, the 12 steps are really to have you sent around the corner for a sufficient enough time for things to get rearranged. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really uh, keeping you busy with the working steps 
So yeah. something else that's really working can do its job, so to speak. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And it see it's it seems obvious to me it's working for you. So great. Mm, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Thank you. I love the sense of the loving God at an AA meeting. Mm. But I do find sometimes a lacking of understanding. So yeah. here we can on this platform we can throw an understanding in. Uh, we're not trying to replace that loving presence, but I think as a, an understanding directed by that loving presence can go a long, long way. It mm. can be very valuable to really see. Valuable. Yeah. So, right. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday. And uh, if you check Paul's website, zenbishslap.com, you'll find some other events that he hosts. Thank you so much. Next up, we have Kathleen. Hi, thank you. I'm Kathleen, an alcoholic in Chicago. Kathleen. And um, hi, the parasite does not want me to talk right now. I'm like shaking. I don't know why, just super nervous. But um, I'm just really grateful to be back I haven't been here for a while and, um, uh, you know, sometimes pain brings you back to the spiritual solution. I mean, I, I go to meetings, I do, I, I pray, I meditate, I, I do all that. And in my recovery, I have um, 18 years of sobriety and throughout my journey, you know, as you know, I'm an addict, like I can get addicted to anything. So whatever fire needs to be put out, like I've gone to OA and gotten help with food and, you know, like, because for me, recovery works. And so recently um, I entered another program because I started to see a pattern of um, being unable to leave certain relationships, you know, like I get addicted to certain kinds of people, I ignore red flags, and then I get stuck in relationships, and then ton of pain and, and all that. So lo and behold, there's a program for that. And I, <laughs> and I entered that. And it was great. Like you talked about turning my thinking over to something that's better. And, and it has profoundly changed me. And so, you know, there's like, dating plans involved. And I, I follow that. And to get to the chase, you know, I, I had two, what they call sober, healthy relationships, which was, which was a miracle for me. Cause I, I was not capable of doing that, walking away from bad situations, but this last one. So I'm, so I'm going through a breakup and, um, you know, I ignored some of the red flags I ignored, you know, I had nobody who's a liar, nobody who's a heavy drinker. And I, because of my AA background, I'm like, well, I can't judge people on their past. So I overlooked it and um, got in, you know, and so there was, then there was current lying in the relationship, current heavy drinking in the relationship. And it was just really hard for me. I was constantly like, my nervous system was constantly going off. The beautiful thing is, is I ended the relationship, which was again, miraculous because I was honest the whole time and I was praying the whole time and I was aware the whole time. However, um, you know, being around somebody who is also kind of an addict, like I can't diagnose him, but it kind of triggered my addict. And the relationship was like, you know, he would be like, you know, I love hiking in the mountains. He needs to summit mountains. I like playing cards and playing games. He's got to play intense role playing games. You know, it's, it's just magnified. And I can do those things, but it doesn't mean I have to. And the point being, it kind of triggered that excitement part of me. And when you mentioned peace of mind, I kind of 
I'm fine. So I'm cracking up with myself as it's happening because I'm I'm noticing I'm Googling what's better, excitement or peace of mind. I know the answer to that. I'm laughing as I'm doing it, but I got hooked into <laughs> it, you know? And it's like, I know for me, excitement is dangerous, but the place I, and, and also real quick too, the, the gift of recovery is as I'm going through this, I'm noticing my thoughts. My thoughts are like, what's the point of living if you can't have this person? What's the point of living? Your life is boring. Same thing my thoughts used to say to me when I was drinking, you know, like when I quit drinking, when I quit smoking, when I quit certain diet Dr. Pepper, what's the point of living if you can't have these things? It passes. I'm in withdrawal, basically. So I'm grateful for that because to me, that's the turning it over that because the pull is to be like, does he miss me? Is he going to get with somebody? Like the me, me, like, was I the most important person in his life? Is he hurting? Like all that stuff. And thankfully, I'm able to go to you're in withdrawal. It's not about him. Take care of yourself, you know, pray, 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 pray. So I've just been doing a ton of praying. So what I, what I wanted to ask you, or just ask you to talk more about if you, if you could is, uh, excitement versus peace of mind. Like that part of me just needs to hear, I know the answer, but just to hear it more. And then, um, sitting in discomfort, knowing something will pass. Do you find that that's like a healing process? Do you find that like in your experience, I would imagine as you're watching the thoughts and just sitting with the feelings that come up, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering if you have anything to say about that. Well, the second thing is uh, sometimes if you don't need to sit, you should maybe do service, you know, get involved, just let your attention and interest be uh, withdrawn from that stuff and put somewhere else yeah and the act of service tends to be able to do that pretty easy yeah so mm -hmm. that was the first and what was the first one peace of mind versus excitement and the peace of the mind uh i don't see it as versus i don't think it's one or the other i think there's excitement and there's peace of mind i would say peace of mind is is the larger condition underneath the excitement Yes, in a way. But uh, excitement or no excitement doesn't determine the peace of mind, my feeling. Yes. And as a great a guy who I used to know said, you know, a lot of people are addicted to the boredom that looks exciting and they're bummed out about the, the exciting that looks boring. Yeah. So they're into the uh, drama and excitement as a way of of like taking an energy drink for self, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, to get a, I'm the one on the summit. I'm the one doing this. I'm the one doing that. I caught the biggest wave. I did whatever, yes? That can happen. And to me, the event itself is neutral. What the head does with it is good to see. So if that's what the head is doing it and has it a it always loves to draw up a battle line when there isn't. It's not a one versus the other. You're not going to give up being excited or doing exciting things. And then uh, this isn't like that. It's not like uh, this isn't about sacrifice, even though the head would like it to be that way. Yeah, there's excitement in peace of mind. It may be a, a, a gentle one, but it's very exciting when you're uh, being vibrated by that, yeah, yeah, 
So yeah, I, I don't see if you have the excitement hooked up with this guy who's brought about that addictive pattern. Yes. Yes. And so now sometimes it's going to be, is it the guy or peace of mind? You know, you're mixing up the excitement and the guy maybe. So yeah, just do service, I would say. And because sometimes uh, one of the first reactions is to go into the head for some kind of understanding. And uh, it may work, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And better just put your foot out there and walk and do something and make yourself available to another situation other than your own uh, upkeep. Yes. That's my, that's would be, uh, and I'm sure tons of people here would have suggestions of their own right now. That's how I see it, but it's not a versus, it's not one versus another. This is how you, this is how you get paralyzed. The head says it's either one or the other. And so you're torn between both and you don't do either. You don't, nothing yet. You just get neutralized in a weird fucking parasitical way. <laughs> yeah. So it's not this or that. It, you have, obviously you've been sober. You've, the touch of the recovery is inclusive. It's not a either or usually. Yes. It's mostly things are included. They're not excluded. In the beginning, things have to be excluded. But as you go on, it becomes much more inclusive, I feel. Yeah. So it's not either this or that. Yeah. I can be at peace and be quite excited. Yeah. And do and I can be at peace doing exciting things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very happy to see you again, honey. And yeah. Thank you. And also have someone you're working with, some other people you can run your ideas with and maybe because they don't have as much of a vested interest in you as you do. They may see something clearer than how you're seeing it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Kathleen. Next up, we have Annette. Annette, yeah. Maybe not. We'll come back to Annette. And can, we can, you, can you unmute oh. me? Yeah, we hear you. Yes, we can hear you. No, you were unmuted. We just heard you. Yep. I just asked you to unmute. Okay, there you go. Right. Sorry about that. Um, so, can you comment? <clears throat> you know, in, we do recover. And in order to recover, sometimes we have to recognize our losses and like grieve them. Can you comment on grieving and how we get stuck in that? Well, it's, I don't I don't uh, know if it's like a manifestation of self or I don't know. No, I'm it's asking. A, based on the, uh, based on this whole event, seeing it real or unreal, it's still the event. There's an event based on separation and then in separation, we grieve things. And I think it's healthy. It's a process of having something fulfill its own circle. And then there's a moving on from it. Now the head, which is something we keep on emphasizing here, 
the head claims whatever is going on and tries to use it for its own little agenda. So if grieving is going on, the head notices that and tries to use it to further its little ends, so to speak. Yes. So sometimes people get stuck in being the griever. Yes. And now the, the, the thing has the expiration date is overdue and they're still engaged in this thing. And there's a, an identities that's getting formed by the, the claiming of the grieving. So I feel grieving is a process that has an end. Yes. And a lot of times, sometimes it overextends to the point where the expiration date was months ago. Yeah. And now it has a whole other meaning. It's being used completely different than the event and the appropriate response of grieving. It's being used to further the bondage of self, let's say. Yeah. Now that's yeah. why it's helpful to have people that you respect because sometimes what's going on in us isn't going on in them and they can see what's going on in us. Yeah. And hopefully you'll get some good counsel and, uh, and of course, they'll be facing life successfully has a lot to do with failing and not thinking you're going to die because you failed. Yes. So you'll see, you learn, you learn about everything here because you're, you're not absent. You're at, you're at, you're in school, so to speak. You're not absent. You're getting the lessons, hopefully, and they're starting to make, have an effect. So, Yes. So that's why, but I can't judge grieving without taking into consideration the person that's involved with it. And I don't know where they're at. Yes. I can tell if someone calls me, if the head has commandeered the self, you know, the grieving and it's part of something else going on because I get a smell of it or something. It Something is off when I'm hearing the story again. Yeah. But I'm not, that's, that's not the grievance, that's the person, yeah? So it would be a, a singular event. Let's say a lot of people grieve, but each event, what I would say would be probably different, yes? Yes. On how it's being used or whatever, yeah. So I don't know. Thanks. You know, we come before everything. <clears throat> we are the biggest influence of what comes after. We are. And if I'm just, I put out this humble idea that the mental process has a movement and what it does, it moves towards what is, what's happening. So we are the trigger of this event called living. The mental state responds to that and claims what's going on to verify and use in its own story, yeah? So, and it can be as distinct as life is happening or a story life is happening to me. Yeah. And so when it claims something, it gives it a meaning and it puts it to use. And that use and meaning may not fit you anymore. Yeah. And it would be nice to be able to uh, break that contract of that old interpretation because you've outgrown it. So there needs to be a recognition of how self, how that activity that culminates in this idea of self works because you have the eyes to see it. You are before it. 
You are not after its production. You are the awareness of its production. Yeah. And we're hopefully sharing an understanding and reinforcing it with these platforms of talks for years now, so that that understanding can actually have an effect in your own life. Not like, like an autopsy of eight weeks later, but seeing it now. And when you see it, bring it to step six and seven and ask that to be reconfigured and you'll end up in a new, you'll end up in a new place. Yes. And not instead of the same old, same old. Yeah. So it's very important, just like when Mike shared, there's a disturbance and the way we've mislearned the message is I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm not a believer in that. I'm not. I believe something's in us almost like a parasitical movement and it's living its life through our life. And it's constantly repeating how it sees things with the hopes that we'll adapt that to say, that's how I see things. And once, once the way it sees things is how I see things, that's the bondage of self. That's the bondage of self right there. And we just tell the truth about it and ask for that to be changed because you can't change it as it. It's just going to morph into a, a resemblance of the same old, same old again. Just like when you go over all your relationships, maybe there's a couple of glaring things in them and the only constant in them all is you. Yeah. So yeah, grievance, it can, it's completely appropriate and the head can misuse it. Yeah, that's what it can do. Yeah, you can get stuck in a grievance thing where you're, there's an identified identification and then it's drawn out for year after year after year. Yes. This is what, this is like mountains out of molehills. This is about oh, I feel uncomfortable. It's the beginning of a lifelong depression. The head plays with time. It plays with shit. So you feel a little weird now. It says you're going to feel like this forever. You're going to be pretty fucking bummed out if you believe that, aren't you? Yeah. You're going to be really bummed out. And you may do something stupid that, but seems totally appropriate to the fact that you're going to feel like this forever. So oh, fuck, I'm going to get loaded. Yes. So the logic works on itself with itself and you get jackpotted. So now self-knowledge avails you nothing. Knowledge of self is very, very, very valuable if it implies it's other than you to me. Yeah. The way I really was able to enjoy peace of mind, not based on outside conditions, meaning my own conditions, was seeing that I was not that, yeah? I saw self as foreign, then the opportunity or the possibility of being free from it became available. And then that freedom from it showed me I've been trying to be free as self for since I'm about six years old, yes? I've been trying to get out of me as me for a long fucking time, yeah? 
So once I saw it as foreign, the possibility of being free from it has became available. And this life has availed itself to that possibility of being free from it. <laughs> that's really, that's it. Yeah. And I'm sharing it with you because I wasn't hearing it like someone else said at the meetings. I wasn't hearing a clear diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. I wasn't. Yeah. So here it is. Here's my humble offering. In, as a great, as a as an expression of gratitude and or AWE for recovery. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Yes. I love these meetings. You know, I do other meetings, but I love these meetings a little differently in a way because it's like an honoring of the effect recoveries had on me. And I'll just keep fucking coming back here if there's only just one person. Yeah, because that honor knows no bounds, man. I have been moved. I was fucked, yeah. I've, I'm seeing people in my own extended family fucked now actively. I've seen I have met so many people, but most of those people were transportation and I met alcoholism. I didn't meet the person. The person was veiled. They were covered over. And I talked to a lot of alcoholics and I didn't meet a lot of Bill's, Steve's, Mary's and Joe's. I've met alcoholism quite a lot, yeah? Someone shows a modicum of interest, I'll be up for eight hours speaking with them. If you're not interested, I'll talk about the New York Yankees. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But no pearls before a swine because people hear something and they're not ready to hear it. Then they think they know it and they then never want to hear it again. They think they know it already. Just like people go to half of an AA meeting and they walk out with a great knowledge of AA. They don't have a fucking clue what we're about. Yeah, but now they think they do. And so when the shit hits the fan, that option is off the table. Oh, I know AA, it doesn't work. Yes, this is how the head works. It has the modicum of knowledge and it fucking gets into contempt prior to investigation. Completely, to the point where they put it in our book, the big book, watch out for this. Contempt prior to investigation. So, yeah. Thank you, Annette. And then we have someone else, Jason. Jason in San Diego. Area. Yep, thanks. Oh, wow, what a great meeting today. Thanks. I really, really love the, uh, the focus on coming back to six and seven all day long throughout the day. That's that's incredible. You know, my question, I'm not certain. I'm pretty certain you've addressed this before. But let me just kind of give you the background. You know, I've been in recovery rooms since about 1996. And around the year 2000, I got involved in uh, Course of Miracles. You'd mentioned that, so I kind of brought that up for the share. 
And uh, after going into it for about six or eight months, I began to realize that it was really cutting out. It was it was actually in the process of cutting me out from recovery, from the recovery community, from from actually recovering. And so uh, I just I let it go. I just thought, you know, I got I got to pick where where I where I need to be right now. But it's considerable time later, and I've been reintroduced to the course. And uh, about hmm, three or four months into it right now, going through the lessons. I guess what I'm seeking your counsel on or your experience is how to be involved in that, you know, or Buddhism or anything that people are involved in. And at the same time, not maintain the connection to recovery, to to have it not be an either or kind of situation, you know, and, uh, you know, anything you have to share in that area is appreciated. And if not, I'll just keep working six and seven on it anyway. Well, yeah, well, my experience was sometimes you find stuff that you're not finding in AA, mm-hmm. but you can bring it back to AA. Yeah. And I don't mean by singing the praises of it, but it becomes what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What gets seen in the course or Buddhism. It becomes what you are, and what you are speaks louder than what you say. So you're bringing stuff back in, and I always come back to AA. Yeah, I do. I felt I used to do talks around different places and fourth step workshops, and I'd run into some patterns, and there would be people like 10 to 12 years. And then they started miss. They started feeling like they needed something that they didn't seem to have. They didn't think was available in AA. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I noticed that. And so they were trying. They were going to Buddhism or back to church and stuff like that. And it's not an either and or. Exactly what you find in other places, you'll bring back to AA. Yeah, it doesn't have to be stamped other. You bring back to AA and it will come through you in a certain way that maybe people in AA will understand. Because you can say something that people will love in AA. And if you said you got it from something else, they shut off completely. Yeah. So yeah. now you start speaking under the wire or under the fence. Yet, uh, yeah. So that's my feeling with that. Yeah, but some people are moved and they move somewhere else. For me, what I found outside, I try to bring back to AA. Yeah, I think that's what I'm experiencing now. It it doesn't feel that either or anymore. It feels like this is all coming together with what I've what I've been experiencing in recovery. Yeah, and uh, kind of kind of hand in glove. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of. resources out there that have been uh, revealing and going over the aspect of what we call self in AA. Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, large amounts of knowledge about the patterns and all this stuff that can be found. You know, AA in a weird way around the, the block is, is young. It's only 80 years old, 78 years old or something. Yes? Right. But, uh, some of these things go back thousands of years and they have, uh, I mean, they're very clear seeing and there's no way if you're involved in a process of seeing clearly 
that clear seeing is going to be an either or situation. I think it's just going to be amplification of what's happening. Yeah. Like an illumination. So like the idea of non-duality to me is not a path, but it will illuminate whatever path you're on. So the path this action figures on is recovery and non-duality has illuminated the, re the path of recovery incredibly where mm -hmm. I wasn't seeing it that way. And it brought new light and a, a, let's say a, a lot more light to the topics and the subject, yeah? So, in other words, a lot yeah. of the things that are said in AA can be added onto. They can be amplified to another level of understanding. So it's beautiful, yeah? So, mm -hmm. and other things have been around a long time amplifying that direction that AA has set our course for, which is trusting the infinite, yeah? So I find it can be quite, quite... Uh, Beautiful, really. I don't see either or much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And the point is uh, remember, we're supposed, our, the agenda is us to become as of maximum use to other people and to ourselves. And I feel there's a lot of usefulness, not only in AA, but in other areas. Yeah. 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 So that's how I see it today yeah i mean That's i awful. have the most intimate feeling of being ripped apart was through addiction yeah and the mm -hmm. greatest demonstration of something that no human power could change that something changed that was in the, the getting struck sober and then meeting a way of life to extend that miracle for 35 mm -hmm. years on this level, that's the most profound thing that's ever happened with me. Yeah. yeah. I was a down and out, real addict, real alcoholic. It wasn't looking good. <laughs> I had reached a point of <laughs> hopelessness and I was just going to try to keep myself loaded until I went to jail again or institution or death, basically. Yeah. And something intervened, struck me sober. That night I was introduced to recovery and I've been with it for 35 years. Yeah. That urge was removed. I've never had a strong feeling or thought about drinking alcohol or drugs. And uh, to me, mm -hmm. that's the greatest miracle I've ever been a witness of. Yeah. Right. And uh, it has brought about a huge feeling of gratitude and honor and awe, A-W-E, about recovery. Now, I can disagree with people in it, but I don't disagree with the movement at all. Yes. Yeah, it's unbelievable, really. And I see so many people oh, you have to, if you want to call it a disease, you have to see its uniqueness. The patient is the one that's the defending the disease the most. It's an amazing disease that the patient is cast as the greatest defender of the disease. The biggest obstacle to the cure of the disease is the one who has the disease. That's fucking 
That's some in- insane mojo, eh? Really? <laughs> I mean, and uh, yeah, we need some a good dose of true alchemy, which is to turn our will and life and the contents of our lives over to the care of something greater than ourselves so that it can comb through those contents and change what needs to be changed. Yes? Because we can't do it, obviously. We just try to change our feelings without changing the, the, the underlying condition. We keep trying to change the surface as if it's going right. to change the, the bottom. It doesn't. It's fucking like icing on a cake. It doesn't change the fucking cake at all, only to the eater of it. Yes? Yeah, frothy emotional appeal. Yeah. It's nothing. So yeah. this is, uh, this thing is talking to us as us. I mean, cancer does not do that, I don't believe. I don't have cancer, I've had it. But I don't believe a lot of shit, yeah? The flu doesn't talk to me as the as Paul. I tell yeah. it, I, I know I have a virus or a flu when I'm under it, yeah? We yeah. don't know what we're under. <laughs> we don't. We're, we're the last one to know. Haven't you seen it? Even when they describe people in recovery, they'll say the people people outside themselves are going to notice the effects on the person before the person does. We're sort of out to lunch, isn't it? So whatever can help. I mean, I think IEA is a huge umbrella. We're the ones that make the toll gates and the doors. I don't think AA does. Yeah as the as the move, movement it is yeah so and I, I know this much that the work and uh the depth of the work has allowed the course to speak to me in a way that it couldn't 20 years ago exactly that's right and then the course is allowing aa or the 12 steps recovery to open up to me in ways that i like you said that i wasn't seeing from being strictly just in recovery you know, it's exactly. quite fascinating. Yes, this is what yeah. happens. So everything gets put to good use. And the main movement is a migration of interest to the infinite and departing from the finite self. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. The principles in both strike me as identical. Really? Well, I was involved with like a Course in Miracle cult, so to speak, and the the yeah. leader of it was from AA, and so we used to actually, they actually were trying to do that. They had the two blue books, one course, one AA. Uh-huh. We were holding meetings, and then also the Course of Miracle shit. It was pretty. It was it was crazy, but but uh, that's what had me interested in it. Really, was the uh, emphasis of of recovery. Yeah, it was cool. It was a it was a it was a powerful combination, the course and recovery. Yeah. Two blue books. Both and a blue. lot of people in recovery get in get in uh get attracted to the course of miracles. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. something I've noticed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Brent. Thanks, hey. brother. Appreciate it. I yeah. think we're gonna end now, eh? Yeah, that's all, Paul. I'm See gonna you. say goodbye to everyone. So we got uh, Al Vegas, as always, thank you, Al, for sticking with us. 
Kerry, always a pleasure. Nice to see you on your day off. Giselle, I think you're coming somewhere to Sicily, right? Yeah, we made, we have, it's, it's on now. We have room for more people, but we have 25 already, I think. And yes, so I am. Great. So, yeah. Can't so, wait to meet you in person. Yes, you will. Yes. You'll have to go through a lot of emissaries, but you'll finally get to meet me. Hey, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me a challenge. <laughs> Mickey, nice to see you, Mickey, as always. We got Tom in New Mexico. Ed, thank you for your share, Ed. Yes. Very nice, actually. Michael, as always, thank you for the service. Uh, why this is working has a lot to do with Michael and Anu and Mickey and Kerry and other people who jump in and, um, and drive the boat, the Zoom boat for the day. All right. Keep us from rock hitting the rocks. Kathleen, nice to see you, Kathleen. Yes. I'm also going to Sicily. Oh, you are? Oh, great. There you go. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. And the new is going. Yeah, we're all going to be drunk in uh, cappuccinos. <laughs> all right. We got Chris B in Mammoth Lakes. Uh, he just stepped out. It's all right, Chris. See you, bro. Yep. We got Dennis W. I don't know if I met Dennis before. If I haven't, welcome, Dennis. And I hope to see you again. We got Irene, always. We got Hallie from the alley. Yes, there she is. Noah, fantastic. Thanks. Let us know how you go, bro, and send us some music if you like. Chris B, as always, Boston. We got Ann, Miranda. She's cooking up. She's cooking it up in Idaho. Roman, Roman. Brian, nice to see you, Brian. Thanks for coming around, bro. It's it's uh, trust the process. If you can't trust others who trust the process, yeah. Jay, as always, nice to see you. Greg, Warren, uh, nice to see Warren there. We got uh, Greg Minneapolis. We got John K. Lebowski, Joseph in France, Jacob in Hudson Valley. Say hello to Alex. John, Florida, Annette in Pennsylvania. Jonathan, uh, we met the other day, Jonathan. Nice to see you again. Nice to be here. Nicholas B, nice to see you, Nicholas. Uh, Jeff, Penf Jeff P down in Southern Cal. Oliver Berlin, Mike M. Grateful Dave, Rich A. Uh, I hope I got everyone. If I didn't, hey, appreciate the space we all hold. And uh, just go to zenbitslap.com. Under your event page has all the talks live and Zoom and has information about the retreat. I think we have room for seven more people if, if they want to come. It's in October, but uh, yeah, I mean, Sicily, really. <laughs> Sicily is more than enough. 
All right. Thanks. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Paul. Bye. Thanks, Paul.